I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to Awkward Sex in the City. If you have never listened before, we talk sex, dating, relationships. We go on some stand... Tangent. Sorry, guys. We go on some tangent about things that maybe don't feel like they're sex related, but in the grand scheme of sex positivity and exclusion, they actually are. I got to sit down with like my really good friend Mary Dorn, who's an amazing photographer and just overall funny person, and we just talked about like her past and things happening now and how it affects you. And it's a really fun episode. I feel like I made that sound very serious. It's I laughed a lot in this episode, and I think you will too. Go enjoy. Go listen. Right? I feel like dudes, when they're, like, not informed on cunnilingus, they start, they, like, they they go with the lips. And it's like, no, you gotta go up. Like, you gotta, yeah, there's you one gotta spot. Yeah, you gotta work for it. Yeah. Get in there. Bought me lots of food and lots of drinks, and I was like, you suck. You're the worst. How dare you <laughs> treat this person this way? One more order of fries. And... <laughs> <laughs> Because I have all people with vaginas in here, when you hear the term Papa Squat, what do you think of? Um, sitting down. Really? Not yeah. peeing? Okay. No. I got into an argument with dudes that they were like, no, it means sitting down. I was like, no, it doesn't. It means Papa Squat because we have to squat to pee. Well, who is telling you to pee? Oh, I'm, th- I'm talking like being drunk and you're like, I have to go right oh, now. I'm going to squat. I'm going to pop a squat behind this car. That works. That works. Okay. But you could also just say it like, hey, pop a squat. I really, I got Welcome. really indignant with these guys. I was like, you don't know what you're fucking talking about because you can stand. You can be anywhere. We have to hide behind cars and shit uh, and pop a squat. Yeah. But okay. you can, yeah, you can still 
be indignant. I'm sure they still deserve it. <laughs> so. um, okay, so you are one of my like type of favorite like guests because I know you, but I know nothing about your sexual history. Nobody does. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, and no one will after this podcast either. <laughs> if you don't mind me asking, when did you lose your virginity? I was freshly 17. Fresh, like so it was like your b-day it was like your b-day present um it was like a week after okay yeah it was the the end of junior year okay i had been dating my boyfriend for since since a little bit before prom and he said you know i've had sex before so i i know that i want to do it <gasps> <laughs> and i was like okay well Let's just kiss instead. Let's like not do that yet. Yeah, I was kind yeah. of putting it off for a while. And then we finally did it in um his best friend's bed. We all hung out at this kid Michael's house. Like uh he lived with his grandparents uh-huh. um and they never checked in on what we were doing, I guess. So everyone just descended on this house <laughs> in this backyard. And yeah, smoked hookah, drank terrible beer oh my god and had a great time lost lost their virginities i'm sure i wasn't the only one i was for a second i thought you meant that like you smoked hookah drank shitty beer and then lost your virginity but it was just like everyone was doing that (laughs) um i'm i definitely did that i'm sure (laughs) mine wasn't the only virginity lost in that house if you know what i'm saying did you feel i don't know it probably was (laughs) did you feel like did you feel like you were ready or did you feel like you were kind of pushed into it? Mm, I felt kind of pushed into it. But then when it happened, I was like, that was fine. That wasn't a big deal. Okay. People put, make it such a big deal. Oh, yeah. It's like not a big deal at all. Yeah, it really wasn't. I kind of felt bad. that I was like, should I feel more attached to this thing that I lost? But it's not a thing. No, that abs- you lose. absolutely not. I went, to, um, I went to JMU, which is like a huge party school in Virginia. And... You were like ostracized if you were like a virgin. Like I had friends that were just like, "Oh, you haven't done it yet. Oh, that's so sad. Like, what's wrong with you?" Mm. Um, I hope they all lead lead sad, terrible lives now. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, I know who you are. You know who you are because I know you listen, and I truly can't stand you. Um, I know I'm such a petty little bitch, and I'm just learning fun, to though. love it. I used to be like really yes, embrace it, hurt, and like just sad that I was like that. Now it's like, no, you hurt me. Fuck off cunt um but it's also like they're just like sad people it's fine but i remember just being like me and like my best friend were like oh we just like have to get this done we just like have to have to get this done and like i wouldn't do it until junior year of college uh she did it before she just like it was like someone back home she's just like let's just do this but i remember being like this is dumb like it doesn't matter like it's not a it's just not a big deal which i people are starting to get I think kids finally. now will finally be able to be like, whatever, it's fine. It's not a big deal. You're not a slut. You're not a whore. You just had sex or didn't have sex. It's fine. Yeah. Like, I just like, let's get rid of the whole like virginity bullshit. What do they call it now? Sexual, sexual debut. Sexual debut. Sexual debut. That's, That's what they're great. calling it now. That's good. Which is great. And it reminds me of like how people are doing like period parties now, like mm-hmm. just like totally celebrating it and just like taking away the stigma, which I fucking love. Yeah. Which- I regret not having a period party. <laughs> I got my period and I asked my mom if we could have a party and she was like, absolutely. Aww. And I just didn't because I was like, wait, is that weird? 
<laughs> One of my favorite questions to ask people is when did you get your period? Because people, it's like JFK. People are like, I was here doing this. <laughs> yes, it was quite the experience, me getting my period. I was pretty young, I think. How old are you? 11. Oh, I was 11 too. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, I was the one of the first ones of my friends. Actually, thankfully, the friend I was with, it was at a sleepover at my friend Alyssa's house. And me and Alyssa, she was kind of like my makeout practice. Ooh. <laughs> oh my God, um, I love this. Yeah. So we would be like wrestling in her room. Anyway, one night after a, a sleepover, um, I woke up and went to the bathroom and pulled down my panties and it was a horror scene. Oh my it God. It was very upsetting. I didn't understand what was happening at first. And then I was like, Alyssa, I think I'm dying. And <laughs> then she was like, I'll get my mom. Oh and my her God. mom came in and was like, you're fine. Here's, here's, here's a, pad. a pad. Oh my Move God. Move on. <laughs> oh my God. Um. Yeah, I was 11 too, and I I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. I think it's based on weight. It's like when you hit 110 pounds, mm. which is like supposedly part of the reason why it's happening earlier for kids. Like because we're eating better. I think. Yeah, no. we have like more calcium in our bones or whatever. Yeah, something because like it got that. milk. Yeah, 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 got milk. <laughs> I remember being like it was something about milk. It was like something like it's making it happen younger or something. Hormones and milk too. And uh, all kinds of things. And like basically everything. Yeah. So it's a good thing, but it's all, I don't know. Right? I, I don't know. I actually don't know. Yeah. No, me neither. And I should <laughs> know more about like the hormones and shit and food, but I've hit this point where I'm just like, I don't care. I don't care. This tastes good. And we're fine. And we're fine. And I don't fully, I'm just going to sound crazy. I don't fully believe the organic shit. Like I think a lot of places are just selling stuff and it's not organic. Like I, I think it's bullshit and they're just like upping prices. Again, I have so. no facts on this. I have nothing to base but this don't on. don't you have to have FDA approval to say that you are organic? You do. You do. I remember because yeah. I used to work in beauty uh, digital marketing and we worked with this kind of organic brand oh. and we would say it's organic and they would say, actually, you have to say that it's made with 98% organic material. Wow. Oh, my God. There is a good documentary out right now that I have to give to you or like get the name of. It's about makeup and like, oh, do you know what I'm talking about? No. It's like. But I'm like, yes, I'm familiar with makeup. So it's horrifying <laughs> because supposedly like all the makeup that we're using, like they don't know what it's doing to oh, us. Oh, wait. I did watch this, I think. Um, oh, fuck, I'm like on my phone this whole podcast. And, and there's like to... the the horror scene about this girl who thought she was getting a Kylie lip kit, but then her lips were glued together. So this is different. It's a, oh. as the person that I um, follow on Instagram, Sarah Radden. She's an amazing, um, she's an amazing writer. She writes for like Vogue and all the places. And it's Toxic Beauty is the new film showing us beauty, how, how beauty products are poisoning us. And oh, she says, not even the knockoffs, just the regular ones. Just regular. Oh. So there's a serious lack of testing and regulation surrounding the thousands of chemicals and common products that we use on our bodies every day, including parabens and uh, phthalates, I think is how you say it, hmm. which have been scientifically proven to be hormone disruptors that cause a host of health issues, including preterm birth, um, endocrine disru disruption, mercury poisoning, poisoning, breast cancer, and ovarian cancer. And the European Union has banned 1,300 chemicals. U.S. has only banned 11. Uh, and it's, what else should you write? In, even organic ingredients like lavender oil have their own problems. This essential oil 
which today is commonly found in wellness products, has been found to disrupt the hormones of young boys, causing things like abnormal breast, breast growth. Oh. And then hairstylists, nail technicians, and makeup artists are even at a higher risk due to their exaggerated exposure. And so it's called um, toxic beauty. And I saw that and was like, oh, fuck. That's why I don't believe like the organic <laughs> shit because it's like, sure, it's FDA approved, but like who's watching like the FDA? This is when I get into weird the conspiracy theories. I've shit. never heard of, I've never met anyone who works I don't think the there FDA. anyone is like watching them. Oh. That's why I'm like, I don't know. I, this is when I sound crazy because I'm like, I don't know who to trust. I feel like it's like the Parmesan cheese where you found out there was fucking like uh, woodshed or chippings in it. What? Yeah. Where? What? What cheese? Like the one in the green <laughs> thing. They found wood chippings in it. The green thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's the best one. What is it? It's like, <laughs> there was this great quote that was like, the American dream used to be like making money, and now it's like making money at the expense of like hurting people. It's like, just how much money can you make now? And mm. who, who cares who you affect? Um, yes. Yeah. That's why I'm like, oh my God, I don't know. I, how did I get here? Organic, organic food, organic food. Do I eat it? Um, oh, no. <laughs> me? Well. No. Um, what happens is I go on weird tangents and then Caitlin just like edits. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Good, good. I like tangents because I don't know if you can tell, but I'm really nervous. I'm getting less nervous. But as oh, soon no. as you asked like me to do this, I was like, no, but yes, I do have to do it because I find it very scary. Oh. And I was also obviously incredibly flattered that you invited me on because you've okay. had so many cool people. Some I know, some I don't. But yeah, it's like a really cool podcast. And Aww, I, I feel honored that you want to have me on. Just like, I want to be good. But I, like you, like you've mentioned <laughs> on previous episodes, I hate talking about myself. I get really weird about it. Like, right. I'm a good listener, and then I start to get, like, weird, and I'm like, that's where the tangents come from, because I'm like, I have to keep talking, and they're looking at me. I just have to keep going. They're looking at me. Why are they looking at me? Why are they still listening? Um, like, this podcast has been a huge social experiment for me, because if it wasn't for Aaron, I would never go out. Uh, mm. Before Aaron, like, me and Matt, we, like, never went out, and it was amazing. We would just drink in our apartment, and I was like, this is the best. And it's still, like, hard to go out. It is. I always especially have... in the wintertime. Forget about it. Oh, my God. Forget I know. It. But at no point was I like, oh, Mary's nervous. You're doing great. Thank you. And if there's any any questions <laughs> that you're like, mm, I don't want to answer that, like, you don't have to answer anything. Okay, cool. This morning when um my husband Bob was leaving, I was like, hey, is there anything on the podcast you don't want me to talk about? <laughs> and he was like, I guess we'll see. <laughs> I was like, that's the spirit. <laughs> that's also really horrifying, too, because, like, I talk about Aaron all the time and, like, some pretty, like, graphic shit sometimes. And there's only been one time that he came up to me and was like, I didn't like that you said that. And he was mm. like, it's okay. I know it's out there, but you, like, misrepresented me. And I was like, oh, you are so right. And it's just, like, learning to just, like, listen and check in and things like that. And I was yeah. just, but otherwise, like, He's fine with it because I know like he has friends that listen. His mom does not listen. Thank fucking God. She used to read my Red Book articles, which were like nothing but sex. So Aaron's like definitely featured in them. Mm-hmm. And I guess like she was on the phone with Aaron's sister once and was just like, well, Red Book has changed since I was your age. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And like she's like the saint of a woman that like I know she likes me. But I'm always wondering if he was like, if she's like, I wonder what would happen if Aaron found like a normal girl, you know, like, <laughs> but like, but no, like she, that's not how she thinks. And Aaron will be like, shut the fuck up. Like she likes you. And I'm just like, I know, but like, I'm weird. Like, 
I'm not sure that this is what she thought you would marry, you I know? F- I feel the exact same way. Really? Yeah. Aw. I mean, I'm certainly the first black girl that, what's his name, Bob has ever been with. <laughs> <laughs> the whitest name ever, Bob. <laughs> well, Bob and Mary, pretty white sounding couple. That's also very That's true. true. That's, That's true. true. Yeah. But that, I mean, like, that is a really good point, like, to feel not accepted. Like, because now that you guys are married, too. Do you still feel that way? Like since the relationship? Oh, I has... never felt like not accepted. Oh, okay. I just thought like they notice. <laughs> <laughs> They're um. aware of the situation. <laughs> um, like once at Bob's sister's wedding, um, this couple, um, Bob's parents' friends came up to, not me, um, another young lady at the wedding, the only other black girl at the wedding. And I heard this reporting from her later. She came up to them. Um, they came up to her and were like, you must be Bob's girlfriend. <laughs> and she was like, who, what? Like, no, I'm with my boyfriend. She was standing right next to her boyfriend. I was with Bob all night. I don't know how they found <laughs> a time. Oh, my God. To... Anyways, and later she came up to me and told me the whole story. And I thought it was very funny. Um, it was. I met them later. And they thought it was very funny. They thought it was funnier than I did. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're all. Yeah. Yeah. Like you. This is a major micro aggression. Uh, if you didn't notice. Major micro. Major micro. <laughs> how, long Severe. Have, how long have you and Bob been dating? Four, four years. Four years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. How'd you guys meet? At a bar. Old fashioned way. Love it. IRL yeah. in real life. Yeah. It was cute. I had done the online dating thing. Um, my previous two boyfriends I had met on OkCupid okay and Tinder, and um, then I was still dating one of them. <laughs> when you met <laughs> Bob, the second of the two, yeah. When I met Bob, um, he was also dating someone. We just met. Um, did you ever go to Darty Bar in Williamsburg? Mm-mm. I never really went to Williamsburg that much. Oh well, it's okay. It's closed now. Oh, okay, which, which is fine. Um, but yeah, I met him there uh, with Chelsea, and. Uh, I was there with Chelsea, dancing around, spinning in a circle. He was there with, oh, his friend Matt. <laughs> they both officiated my, our wedding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, the first time, because they were there the first time. I spin around. Eventually, I started flirting with both of them. Because whatever, I'm drunk. I'm, yeah. I, like, I think I took the glasses off of Matt's face and put them on my own. That was my move before I had glasses. And this was when I learned that I needed glasses. Shut up. It's true. I put them on and I was like, what are these? <laughs> and, and they're like, they're glasses. And I was like, but this isn't, this is some kind of special because I have perfect vision. Oh my and God. everything looks so pointy and dangerous right now <laughs> in a beautiful way. And they're like, you need glasses. Like, yeah, if it's And fuzzy. then I got glasses and now I can see things. Wow. Oh my God. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? What is this superpower? Um, so yeah, but we were both oh, um Bob was like really drunk at this point. And also apparently they had eaten some no, they had some kind of like milkshake with like magic brownies, magic brownies, special brownies. Ma- magic special. Magic I feel like both were. Whatever. They were magic, they were special. He drank them in liquid form um with alcohol. And so, you know, they were having a ball. He was like, 
give me your number. I find you enchanting or whatever. He said, I find you enchanting. He probably said something like that. I love <laughs> how bad that is. I find you enchanting. Um, no, what he actually did, which is really sweet, was he wrote a note. Um, he carries around notebooks. He like loves to, to write and he writes beautifully. Um, and he wrote in his notebook, I know you're, you have a boyfriend and think your situation is permanent, but please give me a call. I would like the chance to get to know you and had his number at the bottom. Maybe it wasn't please give me a call, but it was, it was something like that. I kept the note for such a long time. I wanted to frame it. It's disappeared in the past couple of years. Devastating. Devastating. Um, But I was like, this guy is named Bob. I'm never going to see him again. But I gave him my number to be polite. A week later, um, me and Chelsea and our friend Kim went back to this bar. And he was sitting there. I walked in, saw he was sitting there. He kind of like, and... Then immediately, my friend Kim realized she left her wallet at the movie theater we were just at. So she ran out. We ran out after her. And then Bob texted me and was like, oh, I've never been so... Something about how disappointed he was. And I was like, dude, I don't know you. <laughs> like, what? Your feelings are not my responsibility. Yeah. Um, Kim found her... No, Kim didn't find her wallet. She went home because no one wants to stay out after you lost your wallet. Yeah. Yes. And me and Chelsea were like, well, we're staying out. So we stayed out, hung out with Bob again and his new friends. It turns out that Bob had been going back to that bar every night that week (laughs) to just sit and drink and hope that I would walk in. And he had just found these random people at a bar that he was pre-gaming this bar at and was like, hey, I'm going to go wait for this girl to show up. Oh, my God. At this bar. You want to come? And um, so, yeah. And then later, I found out that Bob had a girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, shit. The plot thickens. I know. I know. Well, I had a boyfriend, too. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, well, this guy, Bob, he's, he's, he's bad news. He's trying to, like, get with me, and he has a girlfriend, and I don't know. Wait, actually, it wasn't confirmed yet. It was just a rumor that he had a girlfriend. Okay, he kept okay, asking okay. me out. He was like, let me take you to lunch. Let me do whatever. And I was like, no, 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 I have a boyfriend, I have a boyfriend. He said, well, if it's any consolation, I have a girlfriend. I acted like I didn't already learn that um, from Chelsea, who learned it from someone Bob was with that night. And I was like, oh, well, in that case, since it's confirmed, I will let you buy me food and I will berate you about what a terrible person you are all the while, because I was hungry. So (laughs) he, yeah, we, we went to some... Uh, like southern food place in in Bushwick and he bought me lots of food lots of drinks and I was like you suck you're the worst how dare you (laughs) treat this person this way one more order of fries and (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah so then we hung out like that whole day and I realized that I enjoyed hanging out with him he was funny and I told my boyfriend about it yeah I was like I met this dude we're friends. He buys me food. He's my buy me food friend. And you live in Amsterdam. So oh, you should sh- be happy someone's feeding me. Oh, shit. So he it was long distance. Yeah, it was long distance. Oh, yeah. shit. Bob's relationship was long term. My relationship was long distance. Fuck. Yeah. So how long had 
Bob and this person been together? Eight years. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. And you just walked in and he was like, enchanted. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Wow. Yeah. It um, but it led to a very chaste courtship because we were friends for six months. You uh-huh. know, friends with like building sexual tension. Yeah. Which I pretended wasn't there. I was like, I'm not interested in Bob. Look at him. He looks nothing like my boyfriend whom I love. How could I possibly be interested in this man? Um, but then a, a while in, I was like, oh, I think I am. And I, I noticed it because when, when my phone would buzz, I would wish that it was Bob texting Bob. me. Uh, but I had plans. I had big plans. I was going to move to Amsterdam. Fuck. How fun would that be? <laughs> I've heard great things. I have yet to go. It's fun. I've been, um, twice, I guess. Yeah. I went twice while I was dating this guy. Um, and yeah, really fun place, but he was straight edge, which I was like, kind of defeats the point. Yeah, I like <laughs> not gonna yuck your yum, straight edge people, but uh, oh no, obviously straight edge people. That's great. That's great. You're but doing I great was not, things, and I was in Amsterdam. Yeah, that's what I say. Like that's like, <laughs> that's, like you have everything in Amsterdam, like everything. Yeah. Um. So. All they did was like sit around and drink responsibly. <laughs> just didn't understand it. Um, well, where where did I leave it? Um, you were very excited anytime you texted yeah, you. Yeah, anytime you had you big plans. I was excited. And I started kind of panicking because I had all these plans. Also, um, Pepper, the name I gave to my then boyfriend because his Dutch name was too hard for me to pronounce. Pepper was coming for Christmas. And, you know... There were tickets bought. There were plans. And oh my I God. like I had never had a a man over for Christmas before. So it was like a big deal. Meeting all the most important people in my life. And I have complicated feelings with this other guy. And I talked to my mom about it and she was like, Well, Bob's a cad. I don't trust him. Um, so I was like, Okay, I guess you are not Team Bob. Um, and I was at work. I used to work at this uh, PR firm that I say firm generously because it was me and the the elderly man who I worked with. And I operated the computer for him pretty much. And um, so it was a boutique. It was a boutique. Yeah, that's much better. <laughs> I told Bob, like, I'm having kind of a freak out at work right now. I have feelings. Can we talk about them? And so Bob hops on a bike. He works. Um, on in a building right above Grand Central Station and he biked over to Chelsea where I was and um yeah we met at a bar downstairs and I was like I'm pretty sure that I really like you and I don't know what to do he had already expressed that he liked me and I just was like oh you'll get over it he was like hey you know if it makes you feel better I'm not that great um, I, you know, you shouldn't stress out about this, you know, if, if you, if you're happy with this guy. And I was like, that's the thing I don't know. So then Thanksgiving happened. Um, and Pepper came. Pepper did not come for Thanksgiving. Oh, he was coming for Christmas. He was coming for Christmas. Coming for Christmas. Thanksgiving happened. I was home. I was talking to my mom about things. And I was like, it's not right to have feelings for somebody else. And be dating this person and planning to like a future with this person. That's not cool. 
So I called him and I broke things off and went downstairs and told my mom and she cried. <laughs> She's like, I wanted him to come for Christmas. I was like, we all wanted him for, to come for Christmas, but it just wasn't right. And I told Bob when I got back to the city, um, we met at a bar and I said, hey, I broke up with Pepper and I need like a week of space from you to make sure that that's what I want even without you around. Yeah, yeah. So I think it lasted like three days before he emailed me. No, we were talking in parentheses. We would send each other emails in parentheses. Like we're not really talking to each other yet, but here's how my day is going. <laughs> oh my God. Um, and finally we met at Reclamation Bar to talk. And he was like, I'm going to break up with my girlfriend and we're going to make this happen. Wow. And I laughed for like a solid 10 minutes because I was so relieved. I don't I did, I wasn't sure that he was going to do that. Yeah. Because I was going to ask, like, had he broken up with her at any point yet? No, he didn't break up with her at all yet. Wow. <laughs> he didn't break up with her till. A f actually, a couple days after we had this conversation, which sucked. <laughs> oh, my God. But um, that night we had our first kiss, which was like still sinful because he wasn't quite single yet. But well, I couldn't hold out anymore. You, done, <laughs> you had done the work, all right? It's yeah. been six months. You had gone in with all the intentions of being like, dude, fuck you. You have a girlfriend. I made like myself as gross and, and as unappealing as possible. He took me to eat Ethiopian food, like the second time we hung out <laughs> he just like wanted. i was like up to my elbows in like <laughs> yeah Ethiopian food like <laughs> licking all my fingers and he was like still into it he's like like it because uh, yeah, if, if they were dating you know. for eight years then they had to have lived together right yeah okay so after they broke up like how messy was it um it wasn't that bad obviously everyone was upset but they, they shared an apartment. He left, kept paying rent for a month or two. Mm -hmm. um, and either their lease ended or they ended it. She found another place to live. He stayed at an Airbnb for only like two weeks bef before I was like, that's stupid. Just come live with me. And so. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, my God. I love this story so much because it's like everything you're not supposed to do. Like everything you're not supposed to do. And y'all are fucking married now. You yeah. know, like. Oh my god, this is this is really Ross and Rachel. It's like a friends episode. It's like, why are they doing this? It's like watching a horror movie. Like, get out, get out of the house. They're all the wrong choices. Yeah. Oh my god. It, it worked out. Yeah. So he came and he moved in with me and my roommate at the time, Kim, in our railroad apartment. Oh my god. But it wasn't the kind where you walked through a room. It was the kind where there were rooms on either end, and they each had a. I would say a that's, door. that's a way different situation. That's perfect. Yeah. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Oh my god. Because you could pretend you have your own like studio like oh open the door there's my bed i don't know kim well like i know of her because she's a comedian but i have like the hugest crush on her like she is so fucking hot she is very crush worthy yeah her hips don't lie and she has like very like flawless skin i was just about to say <laughs> no she has like gorgeous skin and i feel so creepy because like i've never talked to her in person but i know who this person is i'm just like no you're fucking gorgeous and her hair mm -hmm. yeah no she's super hot like the and also funny. She's a comedian. She's also very funny. Yeah. Yeah. Blonde hair, like blue eyes, right? Yeah. Brown eyes. Brown eyes. 
Yeah. Was... She's tricked and it's like, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Still amazing, Sparkle Sparkle. <laughs> <laughs> and then you guys lived all three of you together for how long? Um, a year. Maybe a little over a year. Okay. Yeah. It was like great for everyone's bank accounts. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Splitting it three ways. Yeah, it was it was pretty fun, pretty ideal. But um then yeah, Bob and I, after a year or a little over a year, we started looking at other places and Kim got a boyfriend right around the same time that I got a boyfriend. We're like kind of on the same boyfriend schedule. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> we have been. We we lived together for six years. Oh wow. Yeah. That's a long time. So, yeah. We yeah. We in a good way. A I mean lot. like it, it's a good way. When you can live with someone that long in New York City, it's like a huge sign to like your relationship. Yeah. Um my next question, okay, I have a couple I have a couple follow-up questions. Was it hard right away to like had you ever lived with a significant other before? No. Was it hard? I tried. Oh, okay. I had a boyfriend, my um okay Cupid boyfriend from a few years prior. He had air conditioning. <gasps> At his apartment during oh, the summer. Shit. So I was like, I'm just going to never leave here and see if he notices. He noticed. It was the summer after graduation. And he came in and would see me lounge in and be like, are you applying for jobs? Oh, my I'd God. Like, are you my mom? Wow. Like, why are you asking me these intrusive questions? Yeah. <laughs> that didn't last, obviously. Oh, it didn't. And then when did your mom, if she did, come around on Bob? It took a while. She I was suspicious of him for a while. Hearing the story, like I, so I know, I know Bob, like, uh, like not very well, obviously, but like I, I've met him. I would have never thought like this is how you guys met, <laughs> like ever. I, I would be like side eyed about for like two years, being like, mm, who else yeah. are you waiting in a bar for? <laughs> mm. Like I would be so suspicious. I'd be so and suspect. He deserve it. Yeah, absolutely. And I was kind of talking shit about him to my mom, mm-hmm. as in like telling the. The truth. Anyway, it wasn't. <laughs> but I was telling her the truth. Um, and she was like, no, no, no. Like, Pepper is the one. Bob is a cad. And she, um, <laughs> I mean, she still says his name like, Bob. How's Bob? But now she says it with love behind it. I don't think it took that long. After they met. Okay. After they met, this was. Uh-huh. So. My mom is an actress. She was doing a production of Medea in Austin. And my plan was to go and surprise her. And Bob booked us the tickets. We were like, we're going to surprise her. I'm going to meet her for the first time. Side note, my dad ruined the surprise. After knowing about it for three months, he chose to tell her like an hour before I was boarding the plane. It's fine. But... Fucking dad. I like... They're so sweet. <laughs> but it's like, stick to the plan. <laughs> Stick to the plan. He couldn't do it. It's okay. We love him. He's such a lovely man. But we we went down there. My mom met Bob, and he's so lovable, you know? And she was so happy to see me, and she knew that, like, Bob had brought me there, so it was, like... It was a good icebreaker. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that it all was, all was well after that. Okay. Yeah, it just took a little FaceTime. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Okay, more questions. How did you meet Pepper? You said Pepper. Tinder. On Tinder, yeah. Okay. Were you in Amsterdam or, Amsterdam or was he here? He was here. He was traveling around. I feel like maybe it was his best friend's wedding and his best friend lived in like the middle of America, but he's European. So Pepper got like, I don't know, three months off to just travel around. He was hitting all the hot spots and one of them was New York. 
and he was on Tinder and he's a cutie. So I swiped right and we met up and then we like just kept on talking. We were really sad when we parted. We hung out for like three days in a row. I think. Oh, wow. I think he kind of moved in with me. <laughs> <laughs> he was like staying at an Airbnb in Harlem, but I was like, no, stay with me. And he did. And we got very close. And then he left and he was like, I will find a way Aww. for us to be together. It was very romantic. Um. But yeah, in the end, we really had kind of nothing in common. I think what we most had in common is that we both so desperately wanted to be loved. <laughs> and we were both nice people. Aww. And I think we were both Geminis. <laughs> do Geminis do well together? Like dating? I don't know. We dated. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. People are always like, I will never date a Taurus or I'll never date an Aries. And I'm like, I don't know what this means. Because I, I only means know my sign. Like, because yeah. I only care about and my And I don't sign. really know what it means. Like, I'm two-faced. Yeah. I'm duplicitous. Okay. <laughs> love it. I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah. It's like, love it. Live it. Here for it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I'm a Leo Virgo rising. And I'm just like, I think I'm perfect. Sorry, guys. That is no what one, that means. Yeah. No if one else can compare. In the, in the book, that's what it would say. <laughs> um. But yeah, mostly with, with me and Pepper, most of what we would talk about is how much we love each other and not about any specific Anything else. But yeah, oh, just damn. like, I love you. I love you so much. I love you so much. That was most of our conversations. I thought it was like a language barrier thing, but I think it's it's just different personalities. He, um, yeah, he he came over and he hung out with, with me and my friends, with me and Kim and Chelsea, actually. We all went to brunch. And... Kim, they were talking about like their sexual exploits, you know, of the weekend or whatever. And they, ah, you know, we were having brunch. We were we were having mimosas, having a good time. Pepper gets on the phone and like walks away from the table and is on the phone for like half an hour, which is rude. Yeah. And then so that kind of sours the the tone of at least the relationship between him and my friends. And then on our way, you know, walking wherever we were walking after. He was like criticizing my friends and their behavior. And we're like, I hope you're not like that. I was oh, like, fuck. like what? A slut? I am. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Fuck. And I thought that was rude. We still continued to date for a while after that. Um, but yeah, it became clear that he was kind of judgy mm -hmm. of certain things like drug use. Definitely casual sex for sure. Which was strange because he was very into going down on me in public the first night that we met. Oh my god, where did where did he go down on you in public? Where 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 where? <laughs> I love public sex so much. I love it so much, so much. Uh, it was um, um, the Williamsburg waterfront, like the <gasps> promenade. Yeah, at, yeah, yeah. Like two in the morning. Oh my god, were there like kind of people around? There were kind of people yes! around. I was, like, freaking out. But, like, did you kind of love it? I mean, well, here's the thing. I did not enjoy cunnilingus for, like, a very long time. That is very fair. It's not until someone is uh, very good at it do you understand why this is great. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's what I learned. Was he, <laughs> was he good at it? Pepper? Yeah. I don't know. He was fine. I think I was, like, oh, distracted no. by the situation. And also, like... So my first cunnilingus experience was kind of traumatizing. <gasps> no. Um in a in a funny way. I, I okay, was okay. I was fine. 
Um, really, I was not the main victim of the situation. It was this. Anyway, okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I'll tell you my first time, too, because it's very embarrassing, and I, it is, like, all my fault. Okay. Cool. Good. So, um... I was on a trip to a resort with my friend Ashley and her family. Mm -hmm. And this resort was like in the Texas Hill Country. It was like, um, you know, the resort itself with a pool and then nearby it had lots of like water sport things that you could rent. But we get there and at some point we meet these older boys. We're 14. And we meet these boys who are like 19. And too old. Yeah, the, the difference between fourteen and nineteen, I think, is kind of vast. Is big. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but whatever. We're down to flirt. So we go out on the lake all day. We're jet skiing. We're water sporting. Then we're in the pool where we meet these boys, and we're like, "Oh, you want to? We have our own suite. We had our own suite. Oh my god. Um, we have our own suite. Like, come hang out." So they came and hung out and like drank cheap beer at our suite. Um, and at some point it was like already predecided. I was like, I was like the ugly friend friend. Like if Ashley was the pretty friend. So obviously we know which boy she's getting. She's getting the pretty boy. I have to entertain. I don't want to say that he was ugly. He just wasn't as cute as the other boy. So anyway, I was like, I understand. So I'll, I'll take him. <laughs> and so I take him and I'm sure Ashley's having tons of fun with this tall blonde tan man and I'm over here with his friend making out hard um then things he starts lowering himself down my body and I was like oh, oh, things are happening and he just goes for it and I don't realize until he comes up to kiss me that I had been on the lake all day I had been in the pool, I had been sweating, running around, and I hadn't really been paying that much attention to the hygiene of my vagina, like my whole life. <laughs> like, because you're 14, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit, that's nasty!" And <laughs> I was just so mortified. I was like, "This poor man." Like, I was very concerned about him. Uh huh. And then until the point where he like gets rearing up, he starts taking off his boxers. He's about to like dick his dick in me, and I'm like, "No, no, virgin, virgin!" And he's like, oh, "Okay, we can still have some fun though." And I was like, "I might." <laughs> oh my god. Um. And he's like, "All right, well, can I have some water?" And I was like, "Yes, we are both having so much water right now." And then. You guys are leaving. I don't know exactly when they left, but yeah. Oh my what God. I mostly remember is years after that, never let a dude go down on me. Yeah, obviously. Like I, I would I be figured out the hygiene thing, but I was like, it's not safe. <laughs> You'll get hurt. Well, I'm always like, I feel like anytime Aaron goes down on me, it's like in the morning and I'm like, I usually wear just like underwear to bed. So it's just like things smell. And I'm always just like, are you like, what's going on? Like, is this too much? And he's like, it's fine. Like, n everything's fine. I think we worry too much because mm. I think we're more sensitive to like our own smells because we like live with them. Mm. Like, because the fact that like he was like down there for a hot second, wasn't he? Yeah. And he never complained. Like, I think, no. I think men are just like, do it let's get in it <laughs> but we're like oh no like we have to be dainty like even like our vag like has to be so pretty and just like the perfect amount of wetness and like it can't have anything <laughs> weird in it 
And it's like, it's like a literal like like petri dish down there and like that's okay. Yeah, you just got to you just got to embrace that and it it took me a while. Okay, I'll tell you mine. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like where to start. Um I lost I'm not sure if I told this on the podcast yet. I had just lost my virginity to this dude in college and it was like at his ha- his friend's house and we like did it on the stairs and I bled all over the stairs cuz I was a virgin. What was on the stairs? It was wooden. Okay. Which kind of stained it, oh, which is fine. It's but fine. it's not as bad as as like carpet, yeah. But right, I, I don't know. I would assume that it's better than carpet because, yeah. like, if you catch it quick enough, yeah. I don't think we did. Um, well, like we did catch it, but like because it was his friend, he was texting me on like our fucking flip phones one day, and he was like, <laughs> "I'm cleaning up your blood right now," <laughs> and I was mortified I was mortified I was like oh my god I'm so sorry then I realized it's a fucking sexy text because he was like worth it and I was like oh, oh shit nice. and so he was like let's you know hang out very soon and I think either that day or like the next day he comes over and he goes down on me and I've never like so I'm freaking out so I'm shaving everything mm-hmm. I'm like I have to <laughs> so he's going down on me and I, immediately he gets like 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 uh, leftovers in his mouth, and he's Not like, "Oh, sorry." It's <laughs> like, "What am I doing?" And then I don't know if you guys know this, but you have to breathe very deeply when you're getting eaten out. If you don't, if you do what I did and do a lot of shallow breath, you hyperventilate. If you ignore <laughs> the hyperventilating, it starts to paralyze your body. So at one point, my both my hands, I couldn't move them. Like, they were just kind of stuck like this. Almost as if I had, like, cerebral pal- palsy. Like, I was just like, what is happening? And so I literally had to, with my, like, now weird hand, <laughs> knock his head and be like, you got to stop. <laughs> and he comes up and he's like, what is happening? He just sees me, like, on the bed, just like, I don't know what's going on. I can't move them. That's and he's so just, like, scary. I know. And he was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So now I've, like, bled on his friend's stairs. <laughs> And he was like, are you a virgin? I was like, no. <laughs> Obviously, I was. <laughs> now I can't move my fucking hands. And we had a class together. Every Tuesday, Thursday, we had media history together. And we'd met through my friend, Colleen. And the next day, we had class. And we both accidentally got there early. And Colleen was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, this is hilarious. Because now we, like, didn't know how to talk, like, be around each other anymore. Like, the yeah. first time it was fine. One awkward thing is fine. The second one, it's like, one of us is to blame. Mm. And I think it was me. <laughs> and I was just like, mm-hmm, uh-huh. We're not talking about this. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. This is fine. This is fine. But he was graduating, so I never saw him again. But oh, I was just God. like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And, like, I wouldn't let anyone go down on me for a long time after that. Because I was like, what did I do wrong? And also... It was fine. It didn't feel like anything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was like, oh, how do I get that sensation again? Fiending for it. Right? I feel like dudes, when they're, like, not informed on cunnilingus, they start, they, like, they, they go with the lips. And it's like, no, you got to go up. Like, you got to, yeah, there's one spot. Yeah, you got to work for it. Yeah. Get in there. Yeah. <laughs> there's one spot you need to focus on. But I didn't get an orgasm from going down until I was 24. Finally, a guy was like really good at it. And then I was like, oh my God, like now I'm addicted. Was that your only public sex experience though? Um, no. Yay! <laughs> um, 
my first boyfriend and I, when I was 17, uh-huh. we um, did it in a movie theater. Yes. I've always wanted to in a theater, but no person that I've been with has been like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah, I don't think it was my, I, was it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it could have been. No. Not a nice me. girl. <laughs> Actually, I was just reminiscing with my friend the other day about like our exploits throughout um, high school and college. And I was like, dang, like, I thought I was a nice girl. And she was like, Mary, no, you were not a nice girl. <laughs> you, <laughs> you weren't good. And I was like, but parents loved me. She was like, they didn't know you. <laughs> and also, you're probably a nice girl. You just liked sex and like things like that the thing is I didn't even like sex that's another thing like I was kind of promiscuous which was fine but it was all bad it was all bad sex that I didn't really want to have and that's that's the real issue like out of the hmm, people I've I've slept with I would keep like two one percent two percent I probably shouldn't say percent that's too telling (laughs) <laughs> I was listening to um because I work in Connecticut and like I have to drive a car. I was listening to like Kiss FM one oh one or something with Ryan Seacrest as like the it's like the morning host. But it was like the caller was like a dude about like what number isn't okay. Like what number oh I know. I was furious and I will never listen to this radio station ever again. Wait, like, Ryan Seacrest had something to do with this? Yeah. <laughs> America's sweetheart. America's fucking sweetheart. <laughs> um, but I, the guys, I can't remember the guy's name, but it was like, yes, we're calling Paul. Paul called in and like was on a date with so and so. And when he like jokingly asked what her number was, she said, well, 40. And I was like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. And cool. then two of the girls were like, that's fine. And one girl was like, I don't know, that's too much. Like, <laughs> what does that say about you? Like, and the gr- other and girl I can was. get it? Yeah. <laughs> and then the other girl was like, well, what if it was meaningful? And then all three of them were like, not all of those were meaningful. And I was like, fuck you. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Your number never fucking matters. It never matters. Get, get sex. Just get sex. <laughs> it's great. It doesn't meaningful. Ugh. Yeah. But I was just like so funny. mad. I was like, it's 2019. Like, why, why is this allowed on like a syndicated national radio show Mm-mm. to say shit like that? At like, it was like eight o'clock in the morning. But I'm listening to this. And I'm just like, no, it's too early for this no. kind of judgment. Like, fuck you, Ryan. Like, I hate you so much. Always did. And now it's just like proven. Oh, my gosh. I didn't hate him. I was fine with him. What the hell? No, he he's... had to go and pull this shit. <laughs> Wait, I didn't even tell my thing about oh. hair and consent. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. But I had been thinking a lot about my hair lately because that's what people usually DM me about. Um... And I've had my hair styled in sister locks for about 20 years now. So um, I was eight years old, the only black kid in my grade anyway. And also I had this really interesting hair. So people were always touching my hair, like adults, kids, squeezing uh. it, wouldn't even ask, asking lots of questions like, like, how do you wash it? Were you born like that? Does it hurt when, I, when you pull it? And then like, not asking for a response before conducting their own experiment. Oh my god! Yeah, I got my hair pulled a lot and squeezed, and you know, all all kinds of stuff happened to my hair. But I I didn't really think there was anything that wrong with it. I was like, yeah, I have interesting hair, and people are gonna touch it. I started referring to myself as a walking petting zoo because that, like, what what you felt that's like? That's what I felt like. So I feel like that probably 
had something to do with how I felt about consent later on. Oh. Because, yeah, like people were just always touching me anyway. And I was like, clearly this is more important to you than it is to me. And that's like kind of the attitude I had towards sex during a lot of my Oh, fuck. I know. When do you think you were like, oh, this isn't okay? Like that, like that you should have um, more of an active response. The hair thing? Um, not or even the, the sex thing. I guess consent. both. Like when were you just like, oh, I should have a more active say when it comes to the consent of like anything about my body. Yeah. Well, with hair, um, I moved to New York. And so there are lots of people with locks around. There are lots of black people around. I wasn't as much of a commodity. Um, so people didn't just didn't touch me as much. And um, except I remember once when I was in college, I was holding the door open to someone coming out of my building. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a tourist who was like Airbnb being there. And she just squeezed my hair as she walked by. She was like, ooh, and then kept walking. It's like, what? So strange. It hadn't happened in a long time. So I was very like caught off guard. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, but for the most part, it didn't really happen that much anymore. And then like more uh, black m- women started talking, being more vocal about like, don't touch my hair. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, don't touch my hair. So I have had a couple of opportunities in the past couple of years to say, don't touch my hair. And then during like the Me Too movement, uh-huh. and especially, well, you know, a lot of conversations about consent, like the Aziz Ansari thing, which mm-hmm. I was like, that's not so bad. Like that happened to me all the time. And then I was like, that's not good. <laughs> that happened to me all the time. Um, and then being like, oh yeah, we should we should talk about this. It is kind of good that this is out because. A lot of people are saying it's not a big deal, but it, it actually is. is. And it's sad that we're we're talking about it like it's not. So then I had like, I was like, oh my gosh, these boys from high school, these boys that I grew up with, like, had sex with me when I indicated that, like, I mean, not all at once, sorry, but no, no, separately. No, no. Totally, you're um, saying. <laughs> yeah, separately had sex with me at like, you know, times when I was like, hey, no. And then they're like, come on. And I was like, no. And they're like, like just you know the coercion thing yeah which at the time I didn't think was that bad like I was kind of walking around like sex is just something that happens to me sometimes I'm not that active a participant I kind of got the sense that it wasn't about me yeah sad stuff like that yeah so yeah that's part of why I mean I'm really bad at percentages but a very tiny percent (laughs) of my sexual partners I would I would keep at the end of it all. And I finally confronted my friend um, about a time when we had sex and um, when I was in college. And I saw him for the first time in a couple years and was like, hey, so I've been thinking. And I just wanted to let you know as a friend, in case you're still like approaching sex in this way, that wasn't consensual. You should know that. And he took it about as well as you can ex- like hope. He was like, wow, I'm really glad you told me that. Oh, shit. And, yeah. That's not how I was expecting that. Yeah, I know. I know. He took it really well. Wow. And, you know, we hugged it out. I was like, I just want to, yeah, you know, he understood, it seemed. No, that is so baller that you yeah. did it. Not only told him, but did it like face to face to be like, hey, that wasn't okay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and you brought up like a, a really good point up with the Aziz one because everyone, that's kind of like where it went. People were either like, this is really, really bad or like, this is okay. This is not that bad. And I think it was like a slow 
burn. It like started to hit people being like, oh, wait, this means like with things that happened in my past, like weren't okay. Because like I remember reading somewhere that like kids normalize trauma to survive. And I think we do it as adults too, like mm-hmm. to do that to just to survive. Because if we really dealt with like continuously like the shit that's happened to us, like every person, obviously it would vary for like person to person, like it would be overwhelming. And so it was an easy way for, I think, a lot of people just to be like, no, it's okay. That was okay. In the end, I said yes, but not realizing, like, how do they get to that yes? Yeah. Also, real quick, back to the hair thing, because I just remembered something that I guess I suppressed for a really long time, like years, I couldn't wear my hair down because I had essentially, like, an afro in the middle, like, I had locks missing in the mm-hmm. middle of my head. And I noticed it in middle school. I was like, I don't remember like waking up one day and being like, <gasps> it was just like, as my hair started growing, uh-huh. it was clear that there was a problem. My mom noticed it and was like, what's going on there? I was like, I don't know. I have some hair missing, I guess. And um, my lactician would try to lock it up again. It would unravel. I basically just had to like keep my hair up and like tuck these tufts of hair under for years. And then once it finally did lock, I had to like make make sure the locks weren't sticking out in an unflattering way. And I found out, still in middle school, uh-huh. just an offhand remark from my friend uh, Casey. She was like, "Oh, blah blah blah, yeah." Like when I cut Mary's hair when she was sleeping, <gasps> and I was like, "You, you what?" <laughs> and then the conversation moved forward, and I was like. Oh my god! I had already been dealing with this hair thing for like I don't know maybe a year now, and I was like, oh my god, she cut my hair, and you know I moved on because like I wasn't gonna like fight her about it or something. It had happened a while ago, and I had been living with it, and I was surviving and thriving, and it was fine. But just thinking about the like that they felt entitled, entitled? to my hair. And then the act itself was such a... It was violent. Yeah, it was a violation. Yeah. And I didn't really think of it in terms of a violation until very recently. Someone like DM'd me on Instagram was like, your locks are so long and awesome. Have you ever cut them? And I was like, I actually haven't. But they have been cut (laughs) against my will. And yeah, so that's like another thing that probably piled on the like, consent thing well because you you said that you were like the only black girl like in your school too and so it feels like and well at one like (laughs) out of a a graduating class of 500 there were 2.5 black people in my graduating class fuck that is a very white that was would be what someone would call like a kanye concert (laughs) i think donald glover said that um but it sounds like it's it was almost like an act of survival of just like, I don't want to ruffle the white waves because what, like, will these girls turn on me? Like if they're my friends and they cut my hair, what would yeah. they do if I like ruffled feathers and was just like, that's not okay. Which one is, it's just not okay that you even had to do that. Like that's, I'm so shocked and horrified that someone thinks it's okay to just cut hair like that. Like, yeah. I mean, that's an extreme thing. Yeah. I remember seeing it in, was it Harriet the Spy? Who cut a girl's hair? No, it was on A Little Princess. A Little Princess. I don't think was I ever saw it? A Little Princess. Anyway, it was you. Well, you got to see A Little Princess. 
first of all. On my list. Heartbreaking and beautiful. I think I read the book. I had the book. Oh, okay. Well, then. I don't remember it at all. Whatever. There was haircutting that happened in it. At the time, I thought it was cool. But it's not cool. I don't remember anyone else in our school getting their haircut at a sleepover. The most we did was like shaving cream in the hand or something. Yeah. The extreme pranks like only happened to me. The, <laughs> the um, someone like pulled a chair out from under me in, in choir class, which people did that. I, I had seen it before, but on, it only happened to boys and me. Oh. So someone pulled my chair out from under me in choir class. I fell entirely wrong. I fell on my whole coccyx. <gasps> and it hurt so bad. I stood up and I like cry whisper saying through the rest of choir class. Oh my God. <laughs> While these girls were behind me like. I, just, I was bullied a, a lot as a kid too because I was fat. And like my mom like didn't know how to dress me because I was fat. Um, and so that made it worse. So I just get very. I just. If you bullied someone as a kid, you did like permanent damage. Like you changed their personality. It became a survival. It became suppressed. And a lot of times it makes people really strong and very cool, interesting people. But it's not fair that people had to go through that to get to that place. Yeah. I never really thought of myself as being bullied because they were my my friends did this. They weren't bullies. Yeah, I know. It's like it's. Friendship as a child (laughs) is just so fucking weird. And then, like, there's issues with consent all over again. And, like, every every consent has to, like, happen continuously, like, throughout our lives and, like, all so many different things. It just makes me so mad. Like, I can't believe that. I just can't believe someone just, like, cut your hair and then didn't tell you later. I had no idea. I also didn't wonder. That's, like, how, like, I don't remember, like, agonizing over, like, what could have happened? What is going on? I was just, like, there's something I got to deal with. Tuck, 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 tuck. Hope it holds. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I'll drive myself crazy if I even try to figure it out. And then all of a sudden it was revealed and I was like, what? Like, oh my God. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And and then it's just like what you said. It's like, but then that parlayed into like how I viewed sex and consent. And like, that's why it's like crazy. Like when we aren't aware of what our actions do to other people, like that's really important. I'm really glad you told that story. Like that's really important to talk about. Yeah. (laughs) Guys, welcome back to 2020. I love that you started with Awkward Sex and City in an episode. There's going to be way more. I'm really excited to hear what you guys have to say. And thank you so much for all the great reviews. I got like a massive five-star reviews all of a sudden. And I thank you if I know you. And I thank you if I don't know you. And I wish you guys the best of luck for whatever you want in 2020, unless I hate you. And I hope you have a sad, terrible year. Go have sex.